Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things MCU. We're really excited. This is a quick episode. We'll be talking about some of the most recent MCU news of the week while we await the next Marvel thing. We just got out of a couple of honestly fantastic outings in terms of, of movies, a really fun Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, and of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the final in the trilogy from James Gunn. So those two uh, great watches, both very different ways, one more emotional, but we're still awaiting some new Disney Plus uh, content and of course stuff in the movies. So let's talk about some news this week. Um, uh, before that, uh, before that, go though, go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. We've got exclusive stuff there that comes out weekly, including video podcasts. If you ever want to see us, what our faces look like while we podcasted, you could see a bunch of fun, stuff there, but let's get into it. Uh, the first thing we'll talk about is from the Disney upfronts, the annual gathering of the the head honchos over at Disney Studios to talk about some of the TV stuff coming out soon. And Kevin Feige uh, at the upfronts confirmed something that we all were expecting, but uh, I'm just going to quote what he uh, said. Uh, Thanks to Disney Plus, we've expanded the Marvel Cinematic Universe into genre and formats new to us that we haven't done before We've been able to introduce exciting new heroes and villains, locations and storylines into the MCU. And I'm pleased to share that when you compare our Marvel series to some of the buzziest shows on competitive services, even our smallest series are reaching much more international audience, often two to three times the number of viewers. So basically, Feige is bragging about the fact that the MCU's TV content, Moon Knight, WandaVision, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, that it is overperforming every other show on on their competitive uh, services. So that's kind of crazy to think about. But it does make a ton of sense. The MCU has been around for so long and hugely successful around the world. Of course, people watch those shows. I do wonder how it compares to maybe like... The Mandalorian, you know, some of the stuff on HBO Max. I think that would be more of a fair, uh, 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 I guess, comparison. I'm sure those numbers are out there, but really big stuff. And it's going to continue. Because the MCU is not done in TV. In fact, so much stuff is has been announced. But crazy to think that the 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 series of films uh, is now an equally successful series of, of TV shows. Just more content. And if you think about it, you know, Loki season two is coming up. That could potentially could be ten hours of new MCU stuff. That's like three or four movies coming out in the middle of the summer. So that's kind of that's kind of crazy to think about. More MCU stuff than ever before, especially with uh, Disney Plus series. Okay, the second piece of news was really big online, and it's the fact that James Gunn reveals that uh, uh, the high evolutionary, the, the villain in Guardians 3, survives the explosion. Um, and in fact, Drax carries him out of the ship at the end so he's in prison somewhere galactic of course but you know i don't know how some people are surprised by that there's a whole part of the movie where uh you know rocket has the opportunity to kill him and he doesn't 
So I don't know what people assumed happened, that they just left him there to die because then they would have kind of killed him. So, um, yeah, he, the high evolutionary is out there. I don't necessarily mean that he comes back into the MCU at any point, but it at least means that that you, potentially they could ask him for for help or you know he's obviously an incredibly smart guy albeit super twisted um but whether or not he comes back it, it's possible i guess but he is not dead he was not killed by the guardians they don't kill people uh but it'll be really fun think of maybe well this is like to a different degree of course um but you know the winter soldier bucky barnes he comes back um yeah but zemo comes back a lot, a lot of villains are out there and and you know if they're alive it's definitely a possibility but the guardians didn't kill anyone in guardians of the galaxy volume three like uh you know okay yeah so uh yeah that that's exciting stuff all right so i'm gonna recap a couple things and then we'll kind of talk about well let's talk about guardians first guardians of the galaxy volume three this past weekend, as of this record, is now at a, right around $660 million in global box office. Really big performance, I, I gotta say. A huge uh, second weekend, people returning to watch it a second time, or maybe uh, just coming to say goodbye to the Guardians on film for, for you know, the and, and for the last time. So a uh, huge weekend for them. That's, that's massive because $660 million, means it's it's really close to beating the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a movie that kind of played all summer long. It gets pretty close to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, although uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 made $870 million, so it'd have to do really, really well here in the next couple of weeks. But the, I think the biggest comparison in the MCU is to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which again came out just earlier this year, uh, back in February, and that movie is done with its theatrical run and made $476 million, which is a lot of money, but it definitely underperformed. And a lot of people were assuming that it meant there maybe there was some bigger fatigue happening and maybe people aren't watching superhero movies, maybe specifically no more Marvel movies. But that seems like it's kind of a fluke. And if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has already, in its third weekend, beat the entire theatrical run of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, then perhaps it's just sort of kind of people picking and choosing either which Marvel characters they care about. Maybe they would like things that are more disconnected to the broader stories. It could just be a Guardians thing. Guardians is a really successful, I think, franchise within the MCU. Um, but who knows? And I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, reviews are a bigger deal to people. I think the biggest thing that that people took away and maybe spread through world word of mouth for Guardians was that it's a little bit sadder or maybe a little bit more, I don't know, uh, tougher to watch than the other Guardians films. So maybe that was 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 you know, spread out there, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 doing really strong, happy to hear it, huge for James Gunn, huge for the, for, for Marvel to have kind of a a, a big hit for both theatrically uh, in terms of box office and critics and also, um, you know, right after Quantumania and maybe some of the more tepid stuff going on there. So huge, huge news for Guardians. Great to have it doing really well in theaters. Okay. The last thing we'll talk about is a reminder of what the schedule looks like for the rest of the year. We're already in May, big summer blockbusters uh, in theaters all, 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 all month long. But starting June 2nd, here's every Marvel theatrical release. So I'm including Marvel. 
because not all these are MCU, but because of the multiverse, they definitely can be. Um, but no, uh, here we go. June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the animated film starring Miles Morales comes out. That's June 2nd. So that's just in a couple of weeks. The follow-up to the Oscar-winning uh, movie uh, uh, that, that that came out a couple of years ago. That's going to be really fun. Uh, so that that's coming out June 2nd. June 21st on Disney+. Plus. You can watch Secret Invasion. See what Nick Fury has been up to. I think that's going to be really uh, a show we're going to talk about every single week, and I think that it's going to be, uh, I, I, I think, a return, a big return to Disney Plus for for the MCU. But June 21st, see the Secret Invasion, and then on October 6th, so kind of a big wait here, October 6th, Craven the Hunter, uh, which is a Spider-Man-centric movie from Sony. Again, not officially in the MCU, but technically in the MCU. Comes out, Craven the Hunter, Aaron Taylor-Johnson playing Craven the Hunter, October 6th. That's a movie. And then October 6th, the exact same day. You can go into theaters, and then you can come home and watch something on, on Disney+, Plus because Loki Season 2 releases October 6th on the same day. That'll be a big day for us. And the only confirmed date after that is November 10th when Brie Larson returns in the Marvels, not just her, but uh, Tiana Paris and Iman Vellani playing Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau. All of that comes out November 10th. That'll be really exciting. Brie Larson's going to be in town here in, I think, in July. That'll be, maybe we'll ask her about the Marvels. But I, I, I say that's the only other confirmed date because the other stuff coming out this year doesn't have a date yet, but they will be coming out. Uh, X-Men 97 comes out in the fall. Echo, actually, that has a date. November 29th, Echo, the spinoff from the Daredevil sh uh, show. And then, of course, Hawkeye, which came out last year. That's November 29th. But that's it. That's what's coming out. So Echo, X-Men 97, uh, both kind of coming out later on in the year. Um, but that's 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 that there's a, still a lot of Marvel coming down soon. We'll be talking about it every single week. But that's it for the news this week. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. You can go to patreon.com slash DelphinPod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. And there's a lot of fun stuff there. Follow us at DelphinPod on social media. You'll hear us back next week. Bye. <laughs>